It's now time for the Rural News with Monique Steele. Kia ora, Monique. Heart attack patients may be worse off in rural areas than the cities. Kia ora, Charlotte. Yes, a new study published in the New Zealand Medical Journal today has found heart attack patients presenting at urban hospitals receive more timely care than those at urban at rural or smaller urban hospitals. It concluded patients at the smaller centres faced delays in getting some vital tests done, like angiograms, or they weren't available at all. It also found Māori were adversely affected. Lead author Dr Rory Miller says this leaves these patients worse off in the long term. It means people who present outside of our major cities spend more time in hospital, more time away from their families and potentially work, and Being away from home and and hospital is stressful and expensive. So I think it is still concerning that patients who live in in rural areas do have delays to, to access care. He says the workforce shortages are impacting patients' care. It's about resources, so both human resource and physical resources. And I think it's, it's largely reflective of that everyone is under a lot of pressure, and, and in particular the echosonographer workforce, so they're the, the people that actually do the echocardiograms, are very short throughout the country. And, and all of those resources are concentrated in our major cities. So having targeted resource and, and space so there's equitable access is really important. And, I know there's moves and and attempts to do that, but the reality is that they're not happening. That's Dr Rory Miller, but it also found there were no differences in the medication treatments and death rates. A highly contagious cattle disease is rearing its head in Waikato dairy herds this spring. Bovine viral diarrhoea, or BVD, affects cow growth and reproduction and has been found in 15 herds. Annual bulk milk testing normally picks it up in one or two. Herd improvement company CRV spokesperson Julia Baines says cows can experience respiratory issues, poor growth, diarrhoea and they can abort calves. She says it's the surgeon abortions that normally alerts farmers to the virus. The main cause of the spread is unfortunately through what we call PI animals. So these are persistently infected with the virus. They're often infected when they're a fetus, so at a certain stage of pregnancy within the cow. And these animals cause havoc um, when their heifers that enter the herd or if they're a bull that's introduced to the herd. Um, ultimately, it is spread through bodily fluids, um, so nose-to-nose contact. So um, it can spread rapidly and it's very contagious. Ms Baines, also a veterinarian, says the insidious virus also affects milk production and it's critical farmers try to prevent the spread by carrying out strict control protocols. BVD control is expected to cost a farmer $70,000 for a herd of 450 cows. Meanwhile, Ministry for Primary Industries figures show it costs farmers around $150 million a year. To more from the mighty Waikato, global agribusiness giant Olam Food Ingredients will officially open its new dairy milk processing plant in the region next week. The Singapore-based business started collecting milk for the Tokoroa factory in August, with whole milk powder exports kicking off in September. The plant employs about 60 people. South Waikato Mayor Gary Petley says it's a thrill to see the processing plant come to life after two years of hard work. He says it's been a game-changer for the local community, ushering new and new options for farmers, fresh job opportunities and substantial investment. And for the latest from the sale yards, we're joined by Suze Bremner of AgriHQ. How's the backlog of livestock coming off Chatham Islands? 
That livestock shipped from the Chathams has been working very hard to clear that backlog. So much of the focus has been on getting those hoggets over, but actually yesterday there were 117 two-year Red Devon Hereford shorthorn cross bulls, and they came from Pitt Island, sold it to Muki yesterday after making the trip over. These are a popular annual consignment and most sold over the online bidding system. So the top cuts weighed 428 to 513 kilos and sold for $3.06 to $3.12 a kilo, while the lighter lines were 353 to $3.80 kilos and they reached $3.29 to $3.36 a kilo. And has it been busy at the other South Island yards? It has been busy but in a different sort of way. The Prime Cattle and Heartland Bank Young Auctioneers competition was held at Canterbury Park on Tuesday and that's in the build-up to their show week. So there was some pretty impressive auctioning skills shown by the 13 entrants. And the winner at the end of the day was Henry Miller from Hazlitt Livestock in Kudo. Second place was Alex Horn from PGG Rights in Canterbury. And third was Carl Chatham from Carfields in North Waikato. So the prime cattle competition was also well supported with 107 entries. And the supreme champion went to a pair of Simmental Angus steers that were sold by Seaton Farming. And how are the lamb sales? Well, new season lambs made more of an appearance at those South Island yards in the past week, mainly in the store pens, though, to a lesser extent in the primes as well. At Canterbury Park, terminal cross mix sex ranged from $54 to $108, and at Colgate, they sold for $72 to $110. New season lambs at Tamuka sold for $93 to $116, and at Belclotha, some smaller types made $60 to $70. That's Suze Bremner of AgriHQ. An 89-year-old man who has planted and looked after a 10-hectare patch of native bush in South Canterbury for nearly 50 years says he's proud of his labour of love. After a large storm in 1975 downed a patch of mature trees, Tamuka's Fraser Ross, a former field officer for Forest and Bird, set about restoring the area, planting seedlings he grew at home from local seed. I was told initially I'd never get trees to grow here because of the damage caused by rabbits and hares and that proved to be the case but you just don't walk away, you find a solution to that and we found a solution by protecting each individual tree and we're one of the first to use tree guards around individual trees. Stu Bowman, who farms sheep and beef around the native bush, says he's admired the years of hard work and passion, and the regeneration now is impressive. You can see even now with the plantings that Fraser's come outside the fence line and, and they're planting back towards, and that's the ultimate goal is you know, to have it the way it was 200 years ago, mm. 300 years ago, however long ago. And you can hear more about this property on Country Life tonight and tomorrow morning after the news at 7. And that's the rural news for this week. Kia pai tora.